This is Two Girls, One Mike, the show that talks about the holes and plot holes of your favorite porn. Welcome to Two Girls, One Mike, the porn cast that asks, do TV repairmen exist outside of porn? Because I don't think so. My name is Alice Vaughn, and with me, I have my gorgeous co-host today, Kate Kennedy. Kate, I don't think that's a job that exists. You know what? I actually was just reading about this. The reason why there's not as many repairmen and why you don't repair things in general anymore because you used to repair your fridge, your stove, your washing machine, and now you just buy a new one. And a big part of that reason is because people always say like, oh, things used to be made better back in my day, like because our fridges could withstand a nuclear holocaust. And the reason being is uh, computers. So most appliances in general, from TVs to microwaves, were over-engineered up until we had the kind of computer rendering software that we have now where we can get it within like a millimeter of perfection. They couldn't do that, so they went by the centimeter. So the reason those things last so long is because they're way over-engineered. Well, also because of planned obsolescence, because a lot of people will... yeah. Exactly. But it's a mix of both of those. Fair. Okay. Because I always, I knew about like planned obsolescence. They're like, oh, we sell more cars if the cars break down. I knew about that. I was not aware that it's kind of a hand-in-hand thing because it saves them money on the front end as well because they're using fewer materials. I have a bunch of really hot, sexy hobbies, guys. Um, and some of them is reading about, uh, the way washing machines work. Fascinating. My old apartment in Long Beach a few years ago, it was a really old building and I liked in character. It was like different colors and like you could tell a lot of it was from the fifties and the kitchen had some updates, but the old, the stove in the wall was old school fifties and it was so awesome. And I didn't have a microwave and my friends were like, how do you survive? I'm like, I don't need a microwave. I'm in the kitchen all the time. I like cooking. It's a hobby, but that badass oven I'll never forget was solid. Definitely for some housewives in the fifties. If all your job is, is to stay home and cook for your family, you need one of those 1950s ovens for sure. Hell yeah. There are actually several businesses in LA that specialize in antique appliance restoration because people do really like those. So there's one like right near me, actually. Look, I'm just saying the best baking trees I've ever purchased, hands down, always from a garage sale. They're always from the 40s. It's like any Pyrex or Tupperware. You can't beat the old stuff. I collect vintage Pyrex. I have my grandmother's who gave them to my mother and now they are mine. And I have the full set of bowls, all the colorful ones. Oh, guys, I'll take it even further back to the 1800s when they used all cast iron. Cast iron. Yeah. I dated a guy just because put that shit in the dishwasher. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Like in the mid, mid size cast iron skillet and I had the large and the small and it really needed a medium. So I hooked up with a guy for a while, shacked up just because I was like, I need access to this medium size cast iron skillet. There's one thing to steal a guy's sweatshirt, but there's another to steal his cast iron. Oh yeah. How many times (laughs) should you fuck a guy in order to justify that? Uh, It depends on how good you are at the fucking. I really need it. Okay. So three and a half, 3.5 times, then steal his cast iron. Definitely. Yeah, three and a blowjob. Well, it's really good to be here, you guys. (laughs) By the way, that third voice is Jaden Cole. Jaden Cole, if you don't know her, you've probably jerked off to her. She is an adult actress, but also an amazing person. And we're so excited she's here. I'm so excited. Why did you give that face? 
I don't know. It's an awkward moment where you're like, you're probably jerked off to her. She's the one, the only. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It's weird enough that normal people do that. I do the exact same face when people are like, I jerked off to you. I'm like, good for you. Cool. Did you watch the verified ones on that I uploaded to Pornhub? Because I get residuals for those. Oh, yeah, exactly. I get, I get a little ad revenue. That's that's more helpful for me. Plus, if I uploaded it, you have to know that I'm not embarrassed of it because there are some I've watched back since retiring that... uh. <laughs> holy shit i understand why that company didn't hire me again some of those were bad that's not your fault uh there's some where i was i was watching one with my neighbor the other night because he's like i want to see your porn and i was like okay like let's do it so we're watching it and oh my god i'm so annoying the whole video i'm like "Ah, ah, ah," and i'm like shut the I would have slapped me. Oh, it's amazing. Nobody was no point was just like, you're playing this a little bit too heavy. Like you can. Some people I think feel the opposite where they're like, would you like make a noise or something like that? Like that's more offensive. Right. There's a sweet spot. Sweet spot. Yeah, I didn't. Somebody also brought it up that they're like, oh, I can tell when you like the person that you're working with. Of course. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's definitely, I, I'm not a good enough actress to pretend that I'm enjoying having certain people's penises inside of me. If I don't like the person it's attached to, it's pretty obvious. Yeah. And I only working with the ladies, I know there's only like a small handful of times where like I couldn't get through to a girl if she was just like not present like, I usually, like, can turn on the charm and get her to relax and actually, like, at least, like, be nice to me. You know, I'm going to be trying to make you feel good. And so there's been a few times where it's just, like, brick wall, brick wall, looking at her phone. I remember one girl was just looking at her phone so much. Like, all of us, I knew the crew. We were kind of looking around, like, is this for real? Like, she's for real. Like, she might as well just slap us all in the fucking face, like, as if we're not even in the room. And I remember at one point throughout the day, at the end of the day, she was like, oh, my phone died. And we all looked at each other like, yes. And then she goes, I have another one. And she starts picking that one up and just starts clicking away at that one. And we were all like, oh. Oh my God, she had two, not even a charger. She brought two phones. That was probably, I mean, it wasn't the worst because it wasn't like, it was whatever, you know, it was Mm -hmm. penthouse. So it was one of those long days where they're like, do this, look here for five minutes. It wasn't a real long days. You know, it wasn't like the real experience. Yeah. I have one like that too, an experience like that. And you can tell if the crew can't stand the girl. Oh yeah. It's just, oh my God. Like there was this one girl that was, she was so awful. And I've talked about it a bunch of times. Like she's heard because I've mentioned it on podcasts. Her fans came at me and were like, her pussy doesn't stink. I'm like, all right, agree to disagree. Yeah, <laughs> I, it does. I, I, it, it does. does. <laughs> I, I've been really close to it. So I actually know. Oh, but uh, I had one where the director just kept walking. Every time she would like walk off set, he would just look at us just like, Oh, and just like hang sure. his head and walk away. And I was like, oh my God. That's so funny. Do these people only get cast because their names? I mean, in this case, this was like a smaller performer than I was. Like sometimes it just depends. Like, and it'll, a lot of times, I think this was the first time she had worked for that company. Like I actually find that people who get booked a lot, sometimes they do have an attitude, but it's not that attitude. Right, right. Like I've definitely had girls kind of be like, oh, I'm a better than you. But those aren't the people that are like so difficult to work with because they're pretty competent at their job. They might be unpleasant, but they're good at their job. Sure. <laughs> so you got to have one out of the three. You got to be like cool, you know, or really good performer or like stupid, good looking 
and like a high yeah. like following or something like that. I remember I had a podcast with Jade and James way back in the day when we first started in like 2012 to 2014. And it was great because she and I are very different. I would usually introduce us and be like, hi, how are you? And then she's kind of like straight with the cunt attitude. She would just come right in and say all the shit that I would never say. She once one time we had a girl on and I was like, hey, Jaden, how was your day? She goes, mine wasn't great. I shot with a new girl. You want to know how I knew she was new? I was like, why? She's like, because her pussy was disgusting. And then just went into this rant for 10 minutes. It was like the first 10 minutes of the show. You can go back. It's the one with Brittany Amber. We did mention the girl's name, but she did. She did. Not me. Not me. But it was it was a problem. It was a real problem. I think she went around saying she was going to sue us because she just went in on this girl's pussy, said the name, exaggerated a little bit. Our fucking sound engineer was like dry heaving in the trash can next to him. It was nuts. I've never said the name. So don't worry, Kate. It's all good. You could sue a ham sandwich, but you have to prove that it's defamation, which is exceptionally hard to do. I've only read about like one case where it's like, oh yeah, that was clear defamation. And it's because they had it in writing that they were like, yes, we will lie about this person. Right, right. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Are people just like not washing their junk before set? Like what's going on? A lot of times new girls don't understand. And I mean, I think this actually speaks more to like the piss poor state of sex ed in our country. But a lot of times, I mean, there's a lot of like hygienic things you have to do if you're having sex with that many people without protection, like on a regular basis. Like it's way, way different when it's like commercial versus just like, oh, you hook up with one or two guys a week. Like if you're having sex, especially because a lot of new girls come out to like LA or Miami and they just work every single day for like two weeks Yeah, when they're brand new. And so they're just having sex with so many people. Like it totally fucks up your pH. It fucks up your like biome and everything. And so they don't always know about like the boric acid and the tea tree oil and the hydrogen peroxide and like the iodine. Like I didn't know about iodine douching until sure. like ages. Like there's not, and I've said this for ages that there should be like at talent testing, like a fucking pamphlet that they just hand you. Cause most of it's like home remedies. You should see a doctor if you're concerned, but like a lot of the ways that we keep ourselves clean and fresh are like easy things you can do at home. They don't really have a lot of side effects. You'll probably be fine. So they really should hand you like a pamphlet and be like, you need to buy boric acid suppositories and tea tree oil and hydrogen peroxide. And don't use the fucking liquid that comes in the douche. Apple cider vinegar and like uh, calamine lotion works. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, Kate, God bless you. We need, we We need need you. It just literally just like a fucking pamphlet where it's like, if it's going on with this, try this. If it's try this, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if you could get sued for like providing that kind of medical advice if it went poorly. I mean, like, I think you'd have to put a disclaimer on it be like, this is not intended. Go see a professional to get diagnosed. But um, yeah, somebody needs to. Definitely. Because you learn it from like other girls on set. Yeah. You just kind of are like, oh, is that what you do? It's like being yeah. a new kid on the first day of school and no one gives you the right pencil. And you're just like looking around at what everyone else is using. And yep. then you just kind of like take the fucking hint. And then you feel like an asshole if you don't know 
what's going on. Nobody yeah. explains it to you other than sometimes a director will hand you a douche and a bottle of water. Yeah. And to be and they're trying to be polite, like here, I yeah. provide you with the douche. And it's like you don't really they don't want to be rude and be like, go wash your pussy, bitch. You yeah. know what I mean? They're not gonna say that. <sighs> they're just gonna be like, here, I provide you their supplies. But I've literally been on sets with girls who didn't know what a douche was. Like they didn't know how to use it. And you're just like, okay, this is, yeah, because you really are so reliant on like hopefully running into another girl that's going to be nice to you and give you the down low. And if you're kind of shy or like maybe not, because I've definitely worked with girls like that too, where I was like, oh, you like can't say this. Like you, it's so weird that you're in porn, but you definitely have some like shyness image issues. I mean, I've pulled sponges out of girls' pussies before when they couldn't get them out. So, yep. Pounded. Dude. Damn, that's the move. That's how you know you're a pro. Yeah. (laughs) Wait a minute. Are you guys pulling out sponges because they're pushing it up there for their periods or what's going on? Okay. Yeah. It's like a makeup sponge. They're just like the plain disposable ones and they put it in if they're having some bleeding and sometimes they get stuck up there. And so you have to have her like lie on her back and relax and do some like amateur gynecology. <laughs> you just got to kind of get your fingers in there. And they're slippery too. So it's like really oh, hard to get. Oh, yeah. It's and hard. you don't want to like I have tear. long fingers. I have oh, really long you're fingers. You're lucky. I have super stubby <laughs> short ones. So I'm like useless. And like oh if you gosh. have nails on too, then it's so stressful because you're like, <gasps> like, I don't want to tear you. I don't want to tear you. Because even like a little nick can really hurt. Oh, I'm going to oh. slice your organs, but we're going to get this sponge out because so-and-so had too big a dick. Right. And not your IUD. We're just going to get the sponge. <laughs> Got to grab the right thing. <laughs> so stressful. <laughs> have you guys had an IUD before? Had I currently have one. I didn't. <sighs> have you had it removed, Kate? No, I am due to get it removed next year. I'm on my last year, but I have never had any problems with it. I've been super happy. I have the marina, which is amazing. I haven't had my period since I was 23. Oh, you lucky bitch. I know. It was awesome. And honestly, it didn't even, like, I didn't think the insertion hurt at all. She was just like, one, two, and the, they shoot it yeah. in there, the little gun. And I felt fine. I, like, went home and mowed the lawn. I was like, everyone's a fucking pussy. Like, I'm fine. I went home and mowed the lawn. And then that was a terrible idea because I did get violently ill that night. Oh, no. <laughs> really? What I kind was, of like, ill? I just was, like, overexerted, I think. So I was, like, vo- yeah. like vomited. I was, like, oh, like, my like, gut really hurt. I was like, oh, my God. Like, this is horrible. But I think it was, if I'd just gone home and rested with, like, a hot water bottle. Yeah. I'm sure I would have been fine. I really have not had, and, like, honestly, to never have your period, never worry about birth control. Just done. I've had no like side effects from it. So I've been super happy. See, my gynecologist lied to me and I couldn't get the IUD because they lied to me. What, what? happened? What happened? They told me that I couldn't get an IUD until I had at least one kid. That is not oh, true. Wow. Yep. Yeah. And this crazy. was in New Jersey, a blue state. And then I ended up going to a couple different gynecologists in my early 20s in New York. And at the time I was still considering an IUD. Honestly, I really wanted to just get my tubes tied. But every time they were like, mm, no. Yeah, uh, they won't do event- that. Yeah. No, they won't. Even if you're like, uh, so just to be clear, if I was like five years younger wanting to pop a kid out, no problem. But five years older, want to get my tubes tied. You don't want to do that. I had one that agreed to get my tubes tied 
as long as I would go to therapy for a month. I've heard this. Rude. Yeah. That's so infantilizing. This was in New York. Oh my in God. New York State. Ridiculous. So the painful part of the IUD is when it comes out. Really? Because they act like it's going to be nothing. They act like it's going to be pulling out a tampon. And they tell you that so that you don't freak out. Because when she pulled it out, I was like, <laughs> I've never been so shocked and like had such pain unexpectedly in a moment like that. It was terrible. Yeah. And I was like, never again. I imagine it's going to be incredibly unpleasant. I'm definitely not yeah, looking forward to it. I have to do it now. I actually wrote the dates down wrong and I thought I had to get it done this year. And then I like looked at it because I got it. The reason I got an IUD was because Donald Trump became president. Um, <laughs> and I was worried like that they were going to end the mandate for birth control and insurance. And also at the time I was living in Colorado and Colorado had a pilot program where basically you could just walk into any Planned Parenthood and get a free IUD. Anyone, no wow. questions asked. As long as you were, I think it was like 14 and older. You didn't even have to have a parent's permission. You could just get it. So it was a pilot program to try to decrease teen pregnancy um, because now IUDs are actually the number one recommended birth control for people that don't have kids for teenagers because they don't forget to take it. So they had did this pilot program, I think, over the course of like 10 years. It was fascinating. They ended up like dropping teen pregnancy by 40% in the state of Colorado wow. by just providing them for free. And so I was like, well, shit, this is free. <laughs> if you have to pay for it, they're like, I think, $1,500, $1,700. They're not cheap. So I was like, oh shit, I got to go get this like right now. <laughs> it's free yeah. in case like Donald Trump fucks me over. <laughs> so I was like, thinking, I was like, wait a second. I got it. That means I got it in 2017. It's like, and it was spring. Cause I mowed the lawn. So I was like, I definitely <laughs> got it in like May of 2017 and they're good for, I think five years. So I'm still good. I don't have to get it out till 2022. Actually, they said they're technically good for six years, but the FDA only approves them for five, but they said they're still uh, apparently effective even longer than that. But yeah, I love my Marina. It's been great. I, I don't know that I would recommend it for porn because I know everyone's bodies are shaped differently. And I've definitely heard of people getting theirs knocked out or moved or torn out. Um, ah, yeah, I've yeah. definitely, I, I know a lot of girls in porn really like the next plan on because it goes in your arm. And so there's no chance of anything being down there that, versus like the in uterine one. But I've been really happy with it. They did clip my strings very short on it. What'd you end up doing, Alice? So what I ended up doing was my spouse ended up going to a doctor. He inquired about a vasectomy that day. And um, from inquiring, they did on the spot that same day. Nothing, no paperwork, wow. no no questioning his mental health or like oh. about his future partners <laughs> wanting kids. Nothing, <laughs> fucking nothing. Must be nice. Just right. another thing to add to the list of reasons why having a dick, it gives a better life. <laughs> like, I'll never forget the text. Like, he was like, oh, hey, uh, I got snipped today. I was like, what? Like, I was excited about it. We had talked about not wanting kids. And the fact that he was like, yeah, I asked about it. And he was like, oh, yeah, we could just do it today. Ridiculous. Vasectomies are also removable or reversible, though. To an extent. Yeah. To an extent. Only yeah. within a short period of True. time. Like, yeah. the longer you have a vasectomy, the harder it is to reverse. So, like... But you can't get your tubes untied, right? Exactly. Like, okay, look, I know there's some people who are saying, why would we just all have all men tied up and then untie them? It doesn't work that way. Yeah. So, nice idea. Doesn't work in practice, but... It just, it pissed me off that without any barriers to entry. Just snip. Of course. God. 
<sighs> Blessed be the fruit, ladies. Under <sighs> his eye. No, I was going to say, I was doing some research. I came across your guys' episode with the famous Mike Quasar, porn director, disgruntled, unwilling porn director. Future Uber Eats driver. We had him on the show. He's... He's the best. He's one of the funniest people to listen to that's in the industry. He's articulate and he kind of always has the performer's best interest at heart. I was shooting this like Skinamax movie a couple weeks ago or about a month ago and it's called Cassex and it's based on this couple that finds an 80s VHS porn puts it in and plays it. And then I get sort of like all the porn people from the 80s come into life, come into their house and bring them into their world. And so (laughs) one of the guys was carrying around this big like VHS film camera recorder, like the old school ones. And it said Quasar across it. And I was like, is that where the famous Mike got his name? And they were like, yes. Like that's how long he's been in the industry. (laughs) The Quasar. Apparently, it's a VHS film camera. It is. There's also a candy bar at Trader Joe's called the Quasar Bar. (laughs) Uh, Every time I see it, I think of him. (laughs) What does it have? I think it's kind of like a Milky Way. Okay. I've definitely had one before. They were very good. It's it's definitely some sort of nougat. It's uh, and like caramel, I think, with dark chocolate. Very good. A little bit bitter. So on brand for him. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Speaking of cameras, Alice, did I tell you what I did yesterday? No. I went to Jimmy Kimmel Live yesterday. <laughs> oh, so, oh, my future cousin-in-law. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because aren't you as related? Okay, so I don't know if I've told this story to the audience before or maybe just Patreon audience. So my spouse, he is absolutely related to Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, you've told me this. We've definitely mentioned this before. Yeah, so he was at even a family reunion hanging out with Jimmy Kimmel's parents. And then at one point, they were introducing different people in the room at the family reunion. He was like, the MC said, and you guys won't believe who we have. We have Jimmy Fallon's parents. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. It was hysterical. But uh, Kimmel's parents are amazing. They're super sweet. Kimmel even does like this thing in New York where he essentially has like a mini family reunion where they invite all of their friends and family for a week to go to live tapings and they have this massive space for an open bar. It was great. We were invited to it. And what I find hysterical is that Jimmy Kimmel doesn't know that eventually I will be related to him and I will be the worst thing in his life possible for any tabloid. (laughs) <laughs> oh, but I'm sure he has some other skeletons in his closet. I'm sure. Poor reviewer. <laughs> I mean, he was on the man show. You're just okay. like the colorful cousin. Okay. Like I have a cousin that like runs like ayahuasca retreats in like Ecuador, you know, and then I have like <laughs> a couple that are like trad Catholics. So everyone has, you know, one of my cousins like used to do a bunch of cocaine and now he's just like a house husband, two adorable twins, which super unfair because the rest of us had to work through our 20s, like really shitty. But I went to Jimmy Kimmel Live yesterday because guest was Quentin Tarantino, which was super fun. The reason I thought about it was because they had the big film cameras. And I also just wanted to mention that I was in the same room as Quentin Tarantino yesterday. So how was it? It's really fun. He is a very strange interview. Really? You can tell his brain is working so fast that he like trips over the words. Like I would have expected him, not that he's not like articulate, but like I would have expected him to be more like polished, I guess. Just as being as famous as he is, like I I haven't given as many interviews as I'm sure he has, but you can tell he's just like 
he starts to say something and then he like wants to take it in another direction and he'll like double back. So he says the same thing over and over. Like it's, it was really interesting. Um, he also like moved to Tel Aviv and has just been like living in Tel Aviv in case anyone was wondering for the last year. He just lives in Israel now. Everyone that I've met in mainstream entertainment is super quirky, weird, sort of definitely like drama geek vibe yes. throughout high school. Not really cool or like, you know, I could see him being like so um, just a little on the spectrum or just scrambled yeah. brain, you know what I mean? Well, and then they played this game where they had like a bunch of 80s VHS tapes and he was like blindfolded and Kimmel would like read <gasps> the description of the tape and he would like have to guess what movie was. And he only got a couple of them. But as soon as he would be like, oh, it's this movie, he'd be like, oh, yeah, it stars this person and that person's in it too. And this person directed it. and actually this person wrote the script. And so as soon as he would like say it, he knew like everyone in the movie. It was insane. I was like, <laughs> how do you keep that amount of information in your brain all the time? He operates on a different fucking level. Yeah, it was crazy. It was like, I've never seen someone talk like that before in real life. I was like, holy shit. But it was really fun and cool. I had a good time. And then I went and drank a very large margarita across the street. So speaking of films, we actually reviewed a porn this week. So, Jaden, I have some issues because I need to talk about the Big Bang Theory as a nerd, but I need to know, okay, why did you choose the Big Bang Theory? So about 10 years ago, well, this is like 2009, 2010 when I first got in. I don't even know if I was shooting scenes, but a bunch of us, it was, you know, 10 years ago. So people in the industry were a lot closer, like physically and where they lived. Everyone kind of had to live in the valley. And so we all kind of lived, all of us new kids kind of lived in around the area of like the Sherman Oaks Galleria. And like we would always see Joey and Rocco going to the gym, doing their like Guido GTL thing. And I remember I started hanging out with like Joey's roommate. He's, he's the guy that plays um, Leonard with the glasses. So I started hanging out with him because his roommate's girlfriend was my friend, lived in the same building. So we were all kind of like an incestuous college group or what, you know what I mean? Like yeah. we all feel like uh, class of 2010. And um, I just remember being at their house and they were joking about the Big Bang Theory. And I was like, what are those major studio? Like I wasn't there yet. I wasn't getting cast in like anything yet. I was just like shooting for Penthouse and starting to dip my toe in the girl, girl realm. And so they were talking about Big Bang Theory and I was like, whoa, that's awesome. You guys look at it. You look just like them. They put you, they got you guys looking like nerds. You ain't even like that. Look at, he pulls his clothes off. He's got tattoos and like an eight pack. And I'm like, <laughs> you're not a nerd. It's kind of like, I liked it in the way that guys like a really hot girl who's obviously doesn't need glasses wearing glasses. You yes. know what I mean? Like dressing up like a nerd, a sexy nerd. So that's kind of how I thought of it. But it was just so funny because they were like, yeah, Big Bang Theory is going to be a big one. And I watched it. And as I was doing research on Pornhub, actually, it was the first place I looked at it before you sent me the link, Alice. And on Pornhub, they have a, what's it called? Have you guys heard of this account on Pornhub called Porn Crimes, where they review no. and name all the crimes that took place in the porno? And these are obviously like two, they're like talking movie crimes. Like the one thing they were upset about was like, I just heard a Star Trek reference and a Star Wars reference. And they were like, crime number one. Crime number two, the girls are in heels and their pajamas. Crime number three, why does Penny only have one bag of groceries? Stop. 
you know, like it was really bad. And I do have to say, especially back then, no one was given a script. You were just mm-hmm. booked for that type of movie. And then they were like, you know, just act like a uh, pennies come home and uh, you're off in a, I don't know, get her groceries or some shit. And then they film and then you left with the whole world thinking you don't know how to act, right? Give, give people, yeah, people don't realize this. At least 80% of porn is improv. At least 80%. And I think that's being really generous. Like Generous. You would just get to set and they're like, so-and-so's your stepdad. And you're like, okay. And they're like, uh, come up. And they come up with the idea on the fly. And you're like, oh, you have like, like, literally they'll look at your clothes and they'll be like, oh, this outfit looks kind of country. So you're coming in from riding a horse. Like it just literally (laughs) the most like, oh, because you have jean shorts with you. Like, okay. (laughs) Like they literally will make it up on the spot. And then you just have to go into it. And so like I started when I started doing stand up and like comedy, I started at like Second City and I started doing improv classes. And within the first like two or three classes, I was like, wait a second. I was like, I already know how to do this. Like I'm already turns out if you do porn, <laughs> you can just skip improv one. Like if you're if you're looking into Second City or UCP or Ground Links, you just skip the 101 class. Just go to improv two. You don't need it. You're already really good at it. But yeah, there's very it's very rare that you have a script. All porn actresses have nailed yes and. Yes and. Yes. Yes, yes and. Stick it in my butt. Like, that's all. Yes. That, there's the action there. To literally be holding the camera and go, uh, just, you know, your boyfriend's brother right. just came home and uh, you're slightly turned on. You right. get it. You know? you're, 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 <laughs> fine. you're fine. Yes, yes and. and. Yeah. And then later when I was doing comedy and still doing porn and people in porn found out about it, not only would I get there and they'd be like, act like this. They'd be like, oh, and just like make it funny. Oh, no. Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'd be like, we know you can do funny. We know you can do funny. So yeah. do the funny. Kate. I was like, okay, like dance monkey, dance. Like, thank you. Exactly. Like, I just, exactly. I definitely can just do that because this situation is inherently um, hilarious. Oh, sure. I'll find something funny out of wanting to fuck my stepdad. Yeah. No big deal. Like, I mean, I would come out and I would start saying like ridiculous things and then they'd be like, well, don't say that. I'm like, okay, well, All right. you're giving me mixed signals. <laughs> Why are you dude. discussing your trauma, Kate? Jesus. <laughs> so dark. Why are you going into this bit? Oh and then, then just get right back to, you know, just say something else, you know, kind of, you know, you had a really good time riding horses in your crotch is right. really burning and yearning for a dick, you know? <laughs> and they like, it, literally, and if you comment that you're like, but this doesn't actually make sense. Like the fucking, the heels and the pajamas thing. Cause I've definitely worn heels with pajamas before <laughs> for something. And you bring it up. You're like, this doesn't make any fucking sense. And they're like, right. hey, yeah, but it looks good. It doesn't matter. And you're like, it, it doesn't. It looks fucking weird. It looks- <laughs> um, it, it lo- and like, I'm just going to get a bunch of comments about like, why are you doing like, just let me be barefoot or wear slippers. I don't know. Maybe uh, pleasers, if you're listening to this, uh, make some healed slippers for these girls. Just like yeah. fluffy bunny slippers, but on a stripper shoe. On a please <laughs> million dollar idea. Co- verbal copyright, Kate Kennedy, 2021. No one steal that idea. That is mine. I said it. I like that idea. As someone who has worked in copyright, uh, that's not how it works. I know. <laughs> I'll send myself a letter with it written in there instead. Don't worry about Still it. Still doesn't work. I mean, Kate, you, what you would have to do is come out with the product and then you can uh, do a utility patent. Yes. Potentially, but the f- actually in fashion you can't. No, I take that back. Yeah, in fashion, fashion you can't, you can't do utility yeah. patents. Yeah, or design patents. Sorry. So fun fact: that's a new thing that people have learned. You can't like make a new type of blazer and be like, "I'm the only 
person who's ever going to make this blazer and patent it. Can't do it. Nope. You cannot. Fashion industry is rife with that. It's kind of like suing for defamation. Almost impossible. There is a specific type of patent where like you could go buy the silhouette of something, but it's it deals more with art. Yeah. Like the classic Coca-Cola bottle, if you guys think of that, like that silhouette, there is like a type of copyright that exists within that realm, but I can't remember it for the life of me. So the point is, do certain copyrights and patent exist in fashion? Absolutely not. So Kate, I'm sorry, but so okay. if you're listening to this episode and you would like to create these heel slippers. Fluffy bunny slipper heels. Honestly, create them, guys. I'm not going to do it. I have enough on my plate. So um, just someone make them because I think it would be hilarious. And if you don't, I'm just going to get some stripper heels and super super glue some fluffy bunnies on top of them and just wear them unironically. Yes. So I have to be honest, Big Bang Theory, I remember years ago, I, I threw it on a few times in the background and would listen to it. And I have to tell you how much I dislike it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, that's not an unpopular opinion, I don't think. That's not an unpopular opinion. But I, I have to tell you guys, I haven't really watched porn in a long time. Other than the snippets you get from Twitter, me personally, I need like, human contact or experiences to draw from. I've never had to look at porn. I did when I was like, right before I got in the industry, I used to watch like, not a lot, but you know, that was how I enjoyed my free time. I haven't watched in a long time. So I have to ask, like, compared to all the other kind of corny, like Seinfeld parodies, is it sort of in the same realm or is it really even worse? So Big Bang Theory is a Nickelback shows. So I feel like this porn kind of nailed that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> yes. Okay, so Big Bang Theory, the actual show, is if you took two and a half men and gave them a thesaurus. And I feel like Leroy Myers nailed that. Yes. I actually thought the writing was spot on for what that show is like, and which it does not surprise me. The, my big quibble with it if you will is that I didn't I couldn't stand the affect that they were using and I could see why they were using it because they were trying to do that like deadpan way that like Leonard and Sheldon talk in the show well actually I don't know but in the show the like Jim Harson is like very eager like there's like an eagerness to it so it's like a flat affect but there's also like a eh, to it like it's up here yeah. and here I just felt like they were like and we we can just do this with Photoshop. I have Photoshop at my hand, you know, like blah 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 blah. And it was just like really monotone. <laughs> and I was like, yes. I was like, this like just yeah. I was like, okay, I kind of get it too because like the script for this probably was really long, and like it was probably yeah. hard to like memorize like oh this references, but like yeah, the way they were talking was driving me fucking crazy. I did like Chad Alva in it a lot. Yeah, I know Rocco's like, I can't even believe they chose him for Sheldon because Sheldon, you're right, has such a different sort of like perky, like he can't wait to correct someone. Yes. And like Leonard goes up at the end of his sentences and that guy did not at all. No. And so yeah, I was like, yeah. it just... <laughs> I will say the sets and the costumes for this were spot on. So good. Totally. All of the production so value, A plus. It looked exactly correct. And sp I speak that in that as someone who lives in an apartment building where the elevator was broken for the last month. And someone, I actually had a friend over and I was like, oh yeah, sorry, we have to walk because the elevator's broken. He's like, oh my God, what if it stays broken forever? Like in the Big Bang Theory. And I was like, Fucking do not. I was like, that would be the start of a really dumb sitcom. Oh my, because that is how the show starts. Like that, that's like the catalyst for the entire show happening is that the elevator is broken forever. 
That was a really spot-on set design. Yeah, it looked exactly right. I've seen so many parodies at this point. So for me to see one where it's like, hold on, did they accidentally like go onto the set of CBS Studios? Seriously. That's how close it was. You know, everything from Leonard's bedroom for like blasting they were fucking to one yes. of the initial scenes where they're just on the couch hanging out or in the elevator section. Everything about it was, you can feel like you're in the Big Bang universe. Yes. It was dark. It was not well lit. Like, it looked very dingy. Better lighting. It just seemed dark. So, I kind of want to go a little scene by scene by this because I'm not surprised that they started off with a fantasy scene. So, first off, quickest, like, porn intro I've ever seen. Yes. Where... Oh my God. They're like, okay, so Sheldon and Leonard are on the couch. Classic. Leonard is fantasizing about Penny being in a sexy Leah costume and fucking him. 30 seconds, not even. And we get to fucking. It's amazing. Normally it's five minutes. There was a lot more sex in this one. This definitely topped the list for the porn crimes account on Pornhub where they were just like, uh, uh, uh. Sexy Leia, you're thinking of Sexy Leia. They were like, Sexy Leia is the one where she's like Jabba the Hutt's slave. You know, that like brown outfit where it's just like the weird gold bra. And that's a Sexy Leia. Not Leia from Return of the Jedi. You know, (laughs) they were kept really good. But they used Sexy Leia costume at the beginning and the end. the end, yeah. Oh. I liked that. That felt like it came full circle. That was some strong narrative. There you go. That's true. That's true. You know, just returning to the original. I would like to say, um, Sheldon would never counterfeit tickets to Comic-Con, like ever. Uh, There's a crime right there. As soon as they said that, I was like, that's not, does not fit with this character who loves rules and also by the way can we just talk about how fucking young sheldon has been on for like seven seasons has it it's in its like finals it's been on for seven seasons young sheldon yeah like the spinoff of the big bang theory where sheldon is a child it's literally been on for like years doing what i know who is watching (laughs) this who the fuck watches this like i like i hate to you know shit on the midwest but god damn it get your fucking shit together middle america watch better shows you're absolutely right well that's how i feel about the big bang theory because as someone who grew up in nerd culture the big bang theory for me so the reason i hate it aside from the obnoxious laugh track is that they're not making fun of things within nerd culture it's like you're writing this about nerds of what you think nerds are like definitely it's what people assume nerds are like. I guess the best way to describe it is if you've ever seen like South Park's Make Love Not Warcraft episode or like Community's uh, D&D's episode. Oh, the D&D episodes of Community are great. Exactly. So they're clearly making fun of nerds. No problem. However, they're also making fun of things like the guy who gets way into role play. Whereas in like Big Bang Theory, nerd culture is a joke itself. So there's one episode where Sheldon in the real show, like not the porn, they make fun of, oh, Sheldon wants to play N64 in an emulator. And then the laugh track plays. And I'm sitting there like, what's a fucking joke? Is this a setup? But no, they're like, yeah, he wants to play this on a computer. That's the joke. (laughs) I feel like it occupies a very similar cultural space as like Friends where it's like not really funny. It literally just got to a point where that show was how much money can we make per episode? Because they were making 
an insane amount per episode towards the end of that show. A million dollars an episode. A million dollars an episode. Yeah. And so I literally think it just got it and everyone just watched it because it was just on. It seems like a platform for like guest stars to come in like, ooh, so-and-so is going to be on Friends or making an appearance. Right. And it like, seemed like a PR vehicle. And people in the Midwest aren't like, who are not in the entertainment industry don't really understand entertainment and how this is something that shouldn't be supported yeah. as comedy. Yeah, it's just like hyper commercialization of like a sitcom, which like sitcoms are already like a commercial art form anyways, but it doesn't mean right. they can't be good. Like, and especially now, I you know, it's really interesting because I kind of wonder if we're going to, part of me thinks we'll always see shows like this because there always have historically been shows like this that maybe weren't very good, but we're just on forever. I mean, they're tentpole. It's a tentpole program. But I kind of wonder if we're going to see more shows like this because now with all of these streaming platforms, like there's so much more room for like smaller shows or like more creative concepts to like come out and you can just watch anything you want anytime. So people are less and less reliant on, oh, this show is on at 630 and that's when I watch TV. Because I remember even as a teenager and I'm like old enough now that like we didn't have Netflix like streaming when I was a teenager. So it was just like, oh, well, I'm free between the hours of 5.30 and 7, and that's when I watch television. So whatever I watch on television is what's on between 5.30 and 7. Exactly. I guess for me, what's nice is it does introduce an audience who would never have heard of certain names to certain people. Like, I mean, this show, it did introduce, you know, uh, if you've never been familiar with like George Takai or William Shatner or I don't know, you've somehow never heard of Hawking or Neil deGrasse Tyson. Although my favorite guest appearance and... I only love this guy because of like a separate incident on the real Big Bang Theory. There was an astronaut, Mike Massimo. He was on an episode uh, when like Howard was in space. And I remember seeing him at a conference and in front of like an audience of a few hundred people. This is a quote that I live by to this day, which was, no matter how bad a situation is, remember, you can always make it worse. <laughs> good advice that is epic I, you're right about that they had really great guest appearances mm -hmm. and I watched a lot of Big Bang Theory when I was on the road sometimes with Jade and James when we do conventions or whatever we would just want to smoke a joint at the end of the day and watch reruns of Big Bang Theory because it started as a joke that we would never watch that and then it was, we started like actually putting it on and just sort of getting stoned and laughing at it because it also was kind of a comforting, like a memory trigger yeah. from all those corny times in high school when you didn't have Netflix and you were like, I'm all free from 5.37 and I'm going to watch whatever. That laugh track is almost sort of like a soothing memory yeah. trigger from like your childhood where you're like, oh, that feels good. It feels like home a little bit, right? And I do remember one other guest appearance on The Real Big Bang Theory was... Fuck, I don't know if I remember his name. He was on Star Trek, and he was definitely a younger guy. Is it Will Wheaton? Will, Will Wheaton, yeah. yeah. He's on it a couple That's of times, isn't he? God, yes. Yeah. He's antagonizing Sheldon yes. in a couple Doesn't of them. Doesn't he bang Penny? I think so. Yeah. I'm sure. I think so. And it like, because like, uh, Leonard's on board, and then he bangs Penny, and then Leonard's like, no. Firmly team Sheldon and anti-Will Wheaton after that. Right, right. Considering that I'm a huge Next Gen fan, uh, fuck Wesley. <laughs> Sorry, Will Wheaton and or Will Wheaton's third assistant if you're listening to this podcast, because it absolutely would not be Will Wheaton's first assistant listening to this show. We are not that good. It is definitely, though, I agree with you, Jane. It's for sure like the Burger King of television. 
It's yeah. like you, <laughs> you're just you're, you only want it when you're stoned and like you kind of miss home and you're like, like yes. it's that that's when you consume it. Like you don't. It's not like a, oh, I'm going to like watch, which by the way, I've been watching so much TV lately. And like, because, you know, I have a ton going on in my life and there's so much great TV out now that demands that you pay attention to it. But I also like to do that where I'm like, oh, I want to smoke a joint and also like play this video game on my switch. And I just want to have this in the background going. So I'll watch like Parks and Rec that way over and over again. Cause I just know every <gasps> beat of the show. Right, right. That comforting, you've already seen it. And they say that watching yeah. TV shows or movies that you have seen quite a few times is like a major anxiety reliever because you know it's going to happen and you don't, you don't have to focus on it. It's just a nice sort of like You're <laughs> meditation safe. tool. I've seen all of Gilmore Girls like probably 11 times. <laughs> By the way, you guys are going to be so proud of me. So I'm in Denver at the moment as we're recording this. And um, I recently had one of my first edibles. Oh, shit. Did you pull a Maureen Dowd? I don't know what that means. Oh, my God. Okay, sorry. This is really quick because it also happened in Denver and in a hotel. And so I just like need to tell you this. Um, but right after Colorado legalized marijuana in like 20, this must have been 2013 because we legalized in 2012, um, Maureen Dowd from the New York Times went to Denver to go like report on it. And she like ate an entire Jeeba Chew and like crawled under the desk in her hotel and just laid there in a fetal position. And then she wrote about it for the New York Times. <laughs> and everybody just roasted the fuck out of her because they're like you don't you idiot like you don't eat the whole thing and she wrote this whole piece about this is so dangerous the quantities are so high and they're like did you read the rapper maureen oh she <laughs> did she thought she thought she was like this is dangerous she literally ate like the entire thing and then just like <laughs> laid under the desk at like a fucking hilton suites for like five <laughs> hours so here's a kicker. Uh, so my spouse and I have never really partook in edibles properly. Like I've tried smoking joints and nothing would happen to me ever. We took five milligrams, weighed 45 minutes. Decide, all right, nothing's hitting us. Let's take another five. We at that point had waited around two hours and we're like, all right, nothing's happening. Fuck it. We'll take five more. So at that point, we've taken 15 milligrams each of chocolate. Jaden, you have a face. Oh my God, I want to hear the end of the story. Yeah. So what ends up happening is I slowly but surely start seeing my spouse become more and more like just loosey-goosey and just absurd. He starts laughing hysterically. Uh, this He's is someone who is too- into another person. <laughs> I'm not even joking. This is someone who is super straight-laced, like a CTO and- Nope. He is singing Arms Just Wanna Have Fun. So replace Girls Just Wanna Have Fun with Arms. <laughs> I, I We started going on Patreon and doing like Patreon videos where we, we were talking about, I, I think we somehow he was like, uh, salsa is gravy. And when you're salsa dancing, you're gravy dancing. West Coast gravy dancing. There's a whole video. It's amazing. I should post it somewhere if he ever allows me to. But I have easily like an hour of content just recorded of us. And here's a kicker. So he got super elated, was laughing at everything. I was laughing at him hysterically. I'm a super talker. And I went from like talking to like, all right, I'm observing this. I'm very concerned. <laughs> and this is amazing. But what I loved was at one point I had to take my dog out for a walk. Oh no. 
Oh no. <laughs> it's like you guys are on shrooms. Like someone has to leave. No, don't leave. Don't go out there. <laughs> I'm serious though, because it's dangerous to go alone. Take this. And it's just Teddy. <laughs> so I was thinking to myself, like, should I call someone from the hotel staff? Cause we're living in a hotel for a month. So we're like, should I call someone from the hotel staff to like sit outside the door so Michael doesn't <laughs> babysit <leave>? me? <laughs> we finally agree that we're going to go to the lobby where Michael's going to stay. I'm going to just walk like outside in an L shape with the dog so he can see me. And then while I'm outside, I run into one of the staff. Again, I am definitely like tipsy high and I'm starting to like try bribing the hotel staff. Like, hey, can you make sure he doesn't leave? (laughs) This is some stoner logic. That's so funny. You know, you're out there and he's like, what, watching from the window of the hotel, right? Yeah. What if you just like, what if he just like (laughs) did something crazy out in the middle of the street that he's watching and you're just like, what? like flashed the whole street or something like that and he was just watching if you were just like ah, ah, just turn around flashing everybody around you just like ah, arms flailing in the air and he's just like I can't take this I can't take this watching from upstairs that's so great oh I have an God. unrelated shroom story from a few oh, weeks please. ago oh please okay you'll appreciate this because I'm in Montana I'm in Montana like half the time mostly in the summer now and I thought I was going to appreciate this just because you were going to be like you'll appreciate this because you're a druggie Kate you'll like this <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. no. I just feel like anyone who smokes weed will appreciate this and doesn't smoke cigarettes do you smoke cigarettes I don't I Not smoked judging. cigarettes when I was young I quit uh, a few years ago because I'm really vain and I don't like getting my teeth whitened because it gives me a migraine oh that one thing leads to the next if you smoke then you gotta get the teeth whitened and then you gotta have the fucking pain that was what did it i was like i'm not doing this again i did it one time and i had a migraine for like two days i was like i guess i quit smoking now like i that's (laughs) the only solution to this so I met like a bonfire and there's a lot of people around and we were all, me and my friends were all going to take shrooms and I'm cool on shrooms. I know I'm fine. And I'm around people who don't take them, haven't taken them as often as I have. So I'm like, this is a perfect setup. I got my, I have my, like my lawn chair set up, my water bottle. I was like, Hey, I'm peeing in the bushes. That's what you do in Montana is you pop squats. Girls pop squats. They don't go to the bathroom. They just pop squats. So I'm chilling. And I just recall, the night sort of like turned to dark. It, it got dark out. Okay. So the sun has set. It's pretty late out there. It gets dark at like 9 30, 10 PM yeah. up there that far up North. And so there's some people around that have shown up that I don't really know. And there's this one girl who's talking to like um, a friend of mine had brought a girl and I was like, Oh, I'm always, you know, if they're cool with you, they're cool with me. I'd start talking to her and she's smoking what I thought was a really well rolled joint. And so I got up and I was like, I put in a couple of minutes of conversation, let her blab. I'm sure she'll, she'll let me take a hit of her joint. And so I'm just talking to her. I'm letting her yap away about blah, 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 her life. And Montana was like, yep, yep, you're not going to pass this joint to me. So I just like left and sat back down in my chair. And then my friend started talking to her too. I was like, oh, my buddy Glenn, he'll, he'll give me a pass, a hit of his joint. And so he does the same thing. I'm like, can you just pass it? Finally, I'm like, can you just pass me the joint? And he's like, this isn't a joint. These are cigarettes. And I was like, oh, I thought you guys just I thought were you guys smoking were like the most perfectly tightly rolled joints ever. Like I was just like giving up. I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, 
People still smoke cigarettes? God, I haven't seen that in so long. I mean, I see it because I hang out with a lot of comics and a lot of stand-ups still smoke cigarettes. Um, I think mostly just so that they can sit in the alley instead of having to listen to everyone else's set. Like, that's the only time I wish I still smoked cigarettes because I'm like, God damn it, I can vape inside. It means I have to fucking listen to this dude talk about how he can't get laid again for like the third time this week. And it's still not funny, but like, bro, still not funny. So that was one of my uh, pandemic projects. I've never been good at rolling joints because I grew up in Colorado. So like, first of all, like pre-rolls were available the whole, I've never lived as an adult in a state where marijuana was not legal. Like it was legalized when I was 18. So I just never learned how to do it. And we said pipes, like it was more that, but I was like, I really want to learn how to roll a good joint. Like I've been smoking weed for 10 plus years. I should probably fucking learn how to roll a joint. This is kind of embarrassing. So like over the pandemic, while everyone else was like baking bread and doing yoga and finishing jigsaw puzzles, I got really good at rolling joints. I'm now awesome at it. They're super tight. Like I leave exactly the right. And I like mentioned this to a guy I was seeing last summer. I was like, yeah, I was like, this is what I've been spending my time on. Aren't you so lucky to get to stick your penis inside of me as someone with such cool hobbies? And he like, just, he's like, oh yeah, you know, I, how, how I learned how to smoke a joint or how to roll a joint, you know, I learned. And I was like, what? He goes, oh, Snoop Dogg taught me. And I was like, fuck <laughs> you. Like not just celebrate my achievement, bro. It didn't last. Let me have a moment. Let me, I worked hard on this. At God. least you didn't do a sourdough starter. Jesus. I know. I, I actually do make very good bread, but I'm kind of afraid of sourdough starters. I just feel like I would fuck that up. So I make great French bread in case anyone is wondering, but I use yeast, like the dried kind. So I know there's a minor plot point in this porn about going to Comic-Con. Have y'all ever been to Comic-Con? Because I have. I've never been to Comic-Con. <gasps> I have been in San Diego during Comic-Con weekend years ago and with someone who was doing things for Comic-Con, <laughs> like, like an actor I was banging. And so he had like a lot of things to do. So I was like hanging out, smoking joints that I rolled myself in his hotel room. While So I knew, I know like the yeah. situation. It was another thing that made a big point on the porn crimes list for this movie. But they were like, who just rolls into Comic-Con without a ticket? Like that is like a planned thing months in advance. Like this no, script it's was not. all wrong. <laughs> no, it's fucking not. Is it? I thought it was. I thought it was something that you kind of had to get tickets way in advance if there's something going on. Yes and no. So- if you want to do it right and get a good price for it, then yes, you have to buy the ticket months in advance. But people scalp all the time because everybody has plans that change last minute. So what'll end up happening is you'll see hundreds of tickets that'll be scalped like a week, two, three weeks before. Uh, so I've always gone Comic-Con last minute and just met up. And the reason you need a Comic-Con ticket is because they do number it and scan it in a way where it's yeah. like... You can't get in without one. You can't just replicate it. No one will check it. No one. But the point is that it's something that you still need to buy a ticket for, but it's not impossible to get in last minute. So good news and bad news when it comes to Comic-Con. If you are really into comic books specifically, Comic-Con is fucking awesome because you've got comic books. You've got people who are illustrators and writers. Otherwise, if you're just kind of into nerd culture, you're basically never going to be able to get into the panels. They're all going to be fucking full. You're never going to be able to walk around properly. You're shoulder to shoulder with everyone in the crowds. 
So unless you're spending money on merch, right? I mean, I've gone to just observe and look at, all right, what are the new and rising trends? What's something that could potentially go viral? Things like that for marketing and business purposes. I'll I'll go for a totally different fucking reason. I like also the events that go around Comic-Con because a lot of people will have meetups, but those are not at Comic-Con. Those are around the event. Yeah, exactly. There's so much going on. There's like an entertainment weekly party that's huge and that has nothing to do with the venue. There's different shows that are happening. Like it, it was really exciting and fun to see everything. It's like AVN. Yeah, I was going to say, everything yeah. you're saying about this just makes it sound like nerd AVN, which makes it sound like something I don't want to go to because I fucking hate going out. Like, I don't like it. There are aspects of it that are fun. I'm not going to be like, oh, I hate the whole yeah. thing. But like, I'm not a convention person. I have no desire to stand that close to most people, but especially th- those seem like people that need to continue to stay six feet away from me for like ever. <laughs> Like, even if they're vaccinated, just don't, yeah, just don't near. And, and also, like, as far as, like, panels go, I mean, I'm not a comic person. I'm not, I'm not really a nerd. I wish I was. I feel like I look like I should be, and I'm not. <laughs> and, like, that confuses people. Because <laughs> they're like, oh, like, she's, she seems kind of smart, and, like, she'd be in a, no. I like um, Calvin and Hobbes. And also, my friend Carl recently wrote a graphic memoir of his cat, and I really like that comic book. It's pretty great. Um, yeah, you can get it on uh, Amazon it's, or wherever. It's called Penny, a graphic memoir. It's by my good friend Carl Stevens. <laughs> should plug that for him because it is really cool. He wrote a whole comic book about his cat. Shout out to Carl. Shout out to Carl, <laughs> um, who uh, is also a cartoonist for The New Yorker and gave me my single favorite piece of artwork I own, which is a cartoon he did for The New Yorker. And it's a guy on a desert island writing like a message in the bottle and the caption underneath just says, send nudes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Your comparison to the AVN's AEEs is a great comparison because if you've been to one, you've been to them all. You know, it's fun to check out for the first time. And then after that, it's like, okay, what am I doing here? Yeah. They don't make conventions for my interests. There's no like sitting on the couch in your underwear convention. Like... There's right. There's right, no. Right. There's no convention dedicated to sleeping until noon. Like I oh can't imagine gosh. going to a stand-up comedy convention. That sounds horrible. Oh my god. Ah. I feel like that would be like kind of a a convention. What you're describing, like this is where we sleep until noon. This is where we sit on our couch and Smoke pretend like we're in being productive. <laughs> I'm riding. So you didn't like the AVN conventions. I loved it, but it's they're only good if you have like the hookups. So Comic-Con is also only good if you have the hookups. True. If you're just attending yeah. without it, come on. That's not going to be fun. You're kind of at the bottom of the barrel and you don't really have the access that you think you're going to have. I remember the, sure. the first couple of times I went to stuff like that, it was exciting for me. And I used to go to BDSM conventions a lot. Mm-hmm. I was very into that at that point and those were fun. And it is kind of similar in that like, it's a lot of merch and there's panels and like classes and demonstrations and stuff. And I used to really enjoy it. But again, I would always go to those like working, whether I was like helping out with someone that had a booth or like speaking right. on a panel or as like a demo because I don't like to pay for stuff <laughs> like that. So, you know, a lot of girls will say that about AVN conventions is that they don't feel comfortable in that crowd or like they'll say I have social anxiety. I'm like, or you're just a normal person. Yeah. And that is an overwhelming situation for any human, especially a young female whose a job is based on how she looks and she has to face everybody who's seen, you know what I mean? Like it's a lot. I don't think 
anybody's cut out to be a convention person. No. It's definitely a rush. You definitely have to be like in the right mindset yeah. for it in order for it to be productive and fun. There are aspects of it that are fun. There's definitely aspects of it I like. Um, I always like getting to like see everybody that you don't necessarily get to see all of the time. It's really fun. It feels a lot like summer camp when we're all like in the same hotel. But at the same, like the flip side of that is I literally don't leave the hard rock for four days. Like I just don't see sunshine at all. I just make the assumption that anyone I know that I'd like to hang out with, I am not going to see you there. Like if I'm lucky, I will grab a drink with you at the circle bar. If I'm lucky. running the The whole time. Like I would have makeup appointments. It's not uncommon to have a makeup appointment at 6 or 7 a.m. Because you're sharing like the makeup artist I would use had 11 other girls. So it was just like slotted. Like you have to be here at this time. So you're up until three or four o'clock in the morning working at these parties and you're working like it's not even really optional. You're getting paid oh, yeah. X amount to be at your agency's party or at this studio's party or whatever. And then you're up super early. You're covered in, I mean, just like it, it's like shellacked on makeup. Like it's, it's even more so than they do in, in porn. Cause it has to last all day. 24 hours. Here's a question. Has anyone ever left Vegas uh, or specifically a Vegas casino not smelling like cigarettes? Oh, it smells so bad. It makes me sick. Back in the day, my first year was the last year they had it at the Venetian, which was so much nicer, so much better. They had the nerd convention. The consumer electronics show was like the week before. (gasps) And this was like the last week. It was so magical for my first year like going I walked it like it was awesome we got there super late all, everyone's at the circle bar everyone I know everyone's saying hi we're taking pictures it's also exciting I've never been paid to sit in a VIP area and sip champagne till the wee hours of the morning but you know what I mean like yeah. it was all just so magical I made out with Leonard that time like at the Venetia I have a picture of us <laughs> I, have to, I have to hit him up I'm talking to him he's out of the industry obviously this is years ago most of the guys come and go but but we have a picture of us kissing because yeah. I think we were seeing each other and they're like there's so and so he's coming up I was like hell yeah and he was just like grab me and kiss me and it's like a really sloppy kiss but it was just such a great memory and such a great time in our lives a little time capsule you know yeah and they mm-hmm. are they're so fun when you're brand new too and you've never been to so something because it is really cool to be like oh my god like everyone is treating me like I'm so special and like <laughs> I I'm getting all of this money to like literally sign pictures of my own face like that's crazy crazy and I have like a seven foot tall banner of me with my tits out which now is just like a thing I have to keep in my apartment so that's annoying (laughs) but at the time it felt cool and then like yeah it's so exciting but it's just like and I tell people too I'm like the amount of prep work and planning and time and money that goes into that like you really as a female performer you are very lucky if you break even but it's almost impossible to go for like less than three to four grand Like I did it on the super, super cheap last time in 2019 and like did my own makeup. My dress was from like Goodwill. All my outfits were like from Amazon. Like I skimmed, 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 skimmed. And I still think I spent at least 2,500 to three grand. It's just so expensive because you have to have different outfits for each day you're signing. And then you have different outfits for each party because they're all themed. And then you have the big gown at the end. And like you're just, and then the makeup is, I mean, the makeup's usually two, 150 to $200 a pop. You're doing that four days in a row, like all they of the hike accessories. Because they know everybody needs even it. Even the hotels itself. Like, I mean, I always split with another girl and like the uh, staying at the Hard Rock for that week is at least like $1,100 a person. Speaking of which, did you, I don't know if you go into the VIP section where the cupcake girls were and they were doing free makeup. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. <gasps> I booked okay. an appointment. It was so good. Sorry, you have a story. Was it? It was a good experience? 
Yeah, well, the lashes they used on my face looked comical, but other than that, great experience. Yeah. Um, I remember I was with uh, Chrissy Mayer, the podcast host. She does, like, the wet spot. And um, she was there. We were walking. She's like, and I came in earlier that Thursday or something like that. I didn't wasn't signing that day. So I just came in like jeans and a tank top and my glasses. And we were like, we should go on the cupcake thing. And she's like, oh my God, you're on the banner. Cause I was on the banner that year <laughs> going into the hall. I was like huge. And so we walk, I'm like, yeah, that's kind of cool. How funny, you know, like, you know, Clark, Clark Kent and Superman over here, right? <laughs> and so we go into the cupcake thing and they like won't even let me in. They're like, well, we need to wait and like vet you. Like, I didn't say who I was. Shut we up. Just, I was just a girl in glasses and a tank top yeah. and jeans. And they were just like, who the fuck are you? Like, <laughs> Stop it. Because it's like, oh my God. I didn't care. I was like, this place looks crowded. I didn't really want to go. We look in and he, the security was just like, we, we want, you know, we want girls with our tits out i'm like it's two o'clock in the afternoon (laughs) i had zero tits uh and what was nice (laughs) was i got a massage there they booked me for an appointment to get my hair and makeup done that's awesome i think what they're doing is fantastic i do too i I feel like the demand is just so high that if you don't hit it at exactly the right point you're kind of screw like it's uh, I definitely wouldn't go into it being like oh I'm definitely gonna have them do my makeup because they're for sure gonna have time to do this sure the appointment's the way to go they also gave like free makeup kits out so if you you forgot anything it was like oh here you have uh mascara here's eyeshadow here's some just basics oh my my god God. you know what I went to them last year I just forgot about this because I needed eyelash glue because mine had come off and they were like no we can't help you Real, yeah, they're see? like, no. And I was like, okay, like, buy that. Oh I was like, I literally God. need like a squeeze of it. Could you just like squeeze them on my finger? Like, I don't even need the tube. Just give me a little, like, it's just coming off. Like, I just need to dab it. And they're like, no. I'm not surprised. I was like, okay. Chrissy was looking at me like, yeah. you're on the banner for yeah. AVN. Like, like, you have to look at your face to get in here. All right. It's all good. I do recall there's a group that comes around on the convention floor, a group of girls called Jesus Love Porn Stars. Yes. What are they, they about? They are wonderful. Yeah. They are a I had Christian one of their t-shirts group. for ages because I thought it was so funny. Some people don't really understand this concept of like there being Christian groups that actually just support us, are not really? trying to convert us yeah. at all. The women who run the talent testing service at AVN has been running the talent testing for like 20 or 30 years. They're a mother-daughter group of a very Christian mom and daughter group of nurses that literally are like the most Christian and like believe that Jesus loves everyone and that supports everyone. And this, yo, porn's not the only sin, newsflash. We don't deserve all the, all the you know, yeah. shit we get considering this ain't the only fucking sin. So a lot of us are really decent people and they know that and they just want to like, Hey, we appreciate you just being yourself. Yeah. No hate. We don't need you to come convert or anything. We just want to let you know that we love you. Jesus loves you. And it's just keep doing you. That's awesome. And so there's Jesus Loves Porn Stars. They bring us like Bad Dragon at Exotica, the main booth. They give us a really cool bag as well. They give us like hand sanitizer and Clorox wipes, like all the things that like girls are going to need. I think like lip balm, you know, like Ulta Beauty gift cards and Mm -hmm. sometimes Starbucks cards, like just things to make our weekend better. And so Jesus Loves Porn Stars is sort of similar. They would give you 
like a gift bag. Like I'd come up, if I was in Jesus Loves Porn Stars, I'd come up to Kate Kennedy's booth. And if she wasn't busy at the time, they never try to like get in anybody's way. They're just like, hey, just want to say we love you and you look hot and you're awesome. And here's a little gift bag. Please enjoy it. And then they're just like, we'll leave you alone to go do your work. So there's plenty of those groups that come through that kind of like balance out the nasty groups that yeah. come through and say we're going to burn in hell, which is kind of fun to see too. My Twitter banner for ages, my Twitter header image was a picture of me and Liv revamped making out in front of the guy who holds the sign. That's like, porn yes. and, and we're like in the line going into the awards and like, we're like the like setup was great. So I like gave my phone to my friend. I was like, you have to take pictures. Like Liv, come here. I need to make out with you. And she's like, okay. And I was like, oh, thanks. You're such a good friend. Um, and so it's me like grabbing her like making out and in the back you can see and you can see his face he goes and it's like oh (laughs) my god it's like the most baller picture ever like it was framed perfectly and so that was for ages that was my twitter header did you see um that same night i'm sure it was the the moment you got that picture taken there was a uh a pro porn like yeah. protester, yeah. What do you call it? counter protester? And the what do you call it? What's the superhero? I've seen zero. Uh, Deadpool. Um, it was Deadpool. Marvel. Deadpool. Yeah, yes. I remember yes. that sexy Deadpool, and he was like <laughs> yeah. grinding, and like he had like a sign. I was pretending to like hump it. It was so funny. I don't remember what he said, but it was genius. It was just sort of fun to see the counter protester having the best time of his life. He was like yeah. living his best life. Yeah, it was fun. Having seen the porn parody of Deadpool, uh, if Seth Gamble just wants to act as, like, sexy uh, Deadpool and troll people uh, pretending to be Ryan Reynolds, he can absolutely nail it. (laughs) He's getting married this week. Actually, I think he already got married. I think his wedding was, like, yesterday. Oh, that's awesome. Because I just hung out with Liv last week. She's like, oh, yeah, we're going to Hawaii for Seth Gamble's wedding. Oh, that's the beauty of, like, the way the industry has turned lately. Mm -hmm is that you can take that week, like you were mentioning yeah. earlier, when you first get started, girls will come down to LA for a month or something yeah. and see how much they can work. And um, it's nice because you can plan out, hey, let everybody know you'll be in town for yeah. like this date to this date and you're available to shoot. And then you can just kind of live wherever the fuck you want. Everybody's just kind of going out to wherever they want. You know what I mean? I totally fucked that up in my own career. I was like right, literally like a year or two too early for that. Like just because like, I mean, I moved out to LA to do porn. And then right after now, it's like 2020 and everyone makes their own money anyways on OnlyFans. So if you still want to like shoot commercial porn, you just come out and do it and you can live wherever. And I, of course, came out here like established my whole fucking life out here in like one of the most expensive cities in the country and then started doing stand-up. And now it's like, even during the pandemic, I was like, should I move? And then I was like, I literally <laughs> can't move. Like I, all my friends are here. My careers are all here. Like, Oh God damn it. Like <laughs> I could be like owning a house in like Kentucky or Illinois right now. Like whenever people oh are God. like only fans is buying girls houses. It's like, yeah, in Missouri, if you want, like, I mean, good for you. Like, it's a great path to the middle class home ownership. But, like, uh, I'm not buying a house because, like, people here will ask me, like, in LA, they'll be like, oh, you do OnlyFans? You must be, like, rolling it. I'm like, nope. Like, if I, were, if I lived in a place where, like, the cost of living wasn't astronomical, like, yeah, yeah, like, I would. Um, but I don't. So, you know. So going back to the porn, I know we've like gone way off topic. I love it. So there wasn't too much to talk about. I mean, I feel like there was 
uh, Rajan Sheldon at a cafeteria had a threesome. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, I love when the boys are trying to figure out the plan. Yeah, oh, they have the whiteboard montage. Yes. I gotta, you know what? I will give <laughs> Leroy Myers props to the whiteboard montage. By the way, as someone who is an owner of several whiteboards, <laughs> um, that is accurate. This is how I think and process stuff. I just got new markers today, Alice, in the mail. Fuck yeah. They're colorful. It's the best. I agree. I have one right here, you guys. <gasps> yes. I have one handy. I have one on Mine's hand. in the other room. Oh, doesn't it feel good? Doesn't it just get your whole, like, a uh, OCD? All of it up. Mine is Juice behind is the camera right here where I can see everything. <laughs> and I'm actually about to move it. I just got a new whiteboard calendar. It doesn't get here until Saturday, so I'm a little bit sad. But um, I just got a new because it was Prime Day. So I had a huge one. It no longer fits in the studio. I love it. Very. I I watched that new Bo Burnham special and now I just need to like write everything down in like webs on whiteboards and be really productive. It's the best. If you guys want to take a screenshot, this is the time to do it. (laughs) Done. It, It was funny to me to see like people that I know, especially the dudes that like were just so not Sheldon and Leonard. And it's fun to see Rocco. He dressed up when they all dressed up in um, Halloween costume. No, yeah. Comic-Con costume. Excuse Comic-Con me. Like, like these nerds would dress up for anything other than Comic-Con. But seeing them in like the Mario outfit and then the Star Trek, seeing him like part his hair down yeah. the middle, like do that slick down thing was just like, fuck yeah. He's such a narcissist, that guy. Like in real life. So to see such a like Guido narcissist to see him have to like nerd it up a little. I mean, that's as nerdy as that guy's going to get. That's hilarious. As far as the Sheldon guy, like that's his, but that was probably pushing it for him. It felt like he was trying, like he, he really was like trying to throw his like whole self into these are the people I used to beat up. Let let me channel them. (laughs) It's so funny because I feel like there's two kinds of guys in porn. There are those kind of guys. And then there yes, are the super dudes. nerdy guys in porn. Yes. Like, I definitely know a few guys that but are But I like, did I, not feel like they were any of them starting this porn. All of no. them were the jocks who were pretending to be <laughs> nerds. Which is so weird because you literally definitely have access to the male talent pool that is like that. Like, I definitely knew guys that were doing porn and also, like, on the side, like, code and shit. Yeah, Dane Cross would have been a great option. Yeah, like it's hilarious that they don't because there is a huge overlap. I think especially now as more porn is like self-produced because there's a lot of like techie type people in it. I mean, there I think there's always right. been a big overlap. Like you were saying, CES used to be at the same time as AVN and that's for a reason because there's a ton of tech in porn and there's a lot of people that are like interested in tech that also like if they have a nice dick, they're like, oh, cool, I can go sling this during the day and then at night play my video games or whatever they do. <laughs> totally. I have to say, though, watching this porn, the funniest part for me was, so first off, the guy, whoever played Howard, like, looked like Howard. That's Chad Alva. Oh, my God. He looks, like, it was so the wig, because I don't think Chad looks that much. Like, I, Chad and I are friends. I don't think he looks that much. But he's a big uh, yeah. character guy. Like, he plays a lot of characters. Yeah, he's an interesting guy. He's also in, like, a heavy metal band. That's amazing. Yeah. But, um. <laughs> I, I did love how the character re- was written. So it was very in tune with Big Bang Theory of mm-hmm. the Howard and Big Bang Theory is very much a creep. So him installing like 
Yeah, I, I, I put a hidden camera in your neighbor's bedroom totally on brand. The fact that when he was about to bone a beautiful woman, he's on the phone with his friend explaining, yes, I'm about to bone a beautiful woman. Or that uh, his mother, oh my God, I have no idea who Leroy had shouting and pretending to be Howard's mom from, you know, what sounded like the downstairs, you know, living room. Renee from New Sensations. Oh, really? Was Renee that from a- New <gasps> Sensations? No, I'm just kidding. I was going to say, <laughs> she nailed almost. She won- nailed it. It sounds exactly like her. I almost wondered. That is how <laughs> Renee talks. It's hilarious. Um, the first time I met Renee, I was in a go-see, and I went into New Sensations, and at the time, I was, like, blonde and kind of tan. And, uh, Cute. She, yeah, and she, like, I walked in, she goes, you just, you just look like California. You look like summertime. You just look like California. <laughs> Thank oh you. I think I'm like God. a main on my best day. Like, I have never sh- met Renee from New Sensations, but now I want to meet Renee from New Sensations. <laughs> and then she's no, always talking about her like son. My son doesn't. He needs to use his frequent flyer miles. He never wants to travel on blackout dates. He's always doing that. Like I remember, like I've had multiple conversations with her about her son not using his frequent flyer miles correctly. She's so funny, Alice, but she's also a little scary. My first day, she was one of my first shoots, and she's like, all right, let me see what you got for lingerie. And she looks at my bag, and she goes, now I see pink in there, and you're a redhead, and I'm a redhead, and I know that pink doesn't match with redhead, so why do you have pink lingerie in your bag? And I'm like, she's for real, I think she said something like that to me about green one time. She's like, green doesn't photograph well. Nobody likes green on the camera. And she she's is not out. wrong. She is exactly who wrong. you think she is. Like, she's like this big, bushy, redheaded woman from, I think she's from Brooklyn, maybe? Long Island. Long I- Brooklyn or Long Island. Yeah. yeah, she's ridiculous. Of all of the people that cast or do, which there's not that many of them, but I actually, I like Renee. She's, she's crazy, but I always liked working for her. I like the no bullshit. That's actually yes. really rare to find in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. It's just someone who's like, I don't have time to yeah. fluff. Yeah. You know, I like it's, that a lot. And she actually. sounds like a New Yorker. So yeah, she's definitely from New definitely. York. Okay. So the difference between, in my opinion, New York versus LA people, generically, New York people will say, you look like shit, but we're going to be, we're going to treat you super nice. We're going to be like, you look like shit. Let's grab a slice, you know? Yeah. Whereas LA people, in my opinion, just generically, uh, they're going to compliment you. Uh, but you owe me money, honey. Yeah, that's like a good way to put it. Yeah. I, th- that's kind of what I've noticed, at least. Say hello, but they mean fuck you in New York. They say fuck you, and they mean hello. In exactly. my experience, LA people, if they don't think you're cool, or they don't know that you're connected to someone or important, they just won't talk to you. Like, they'll just... <laughs> I was at a party a couple of weeks ago, and it was like a party I should not have been at. <laughs> like... As soon as we walked up, I was like, I don't belong here. And I was with my friend. It was like his friend's birthday. And we'd been hanging out. He's like, I gotta go to this. Do you want to come? And I was like, okay. Like, I just thought it was gonna be like birthday party, like our crew of normal people. And said it was like rappers. And we walked in and there was just $100 bills all over the floor. Like what? someone had thrown it was like a rapper, a real $100 bills. It was like for like a girl that's like a singer songwriter, I guess. 
or, sure. or like or something, but like it was at a rapper's house and like for her birthday, someone literally just gave her thousands of dollars and they like threw it in the air and it was just on the floor and like no, at no point did anybody reach for like the tons of hundred dollar bills just scattered. I oh, thought about it. I was, Kate, like, I was I like, oh my God, like every, my stripper senses are tingling. Oh my God. God, I would have like pretended like something like I dropped something and stuck just, on my shoe. Yeah, like you know when you get toilet paper stuck on your shoe at the bathroom. That's what I'd be like. Oh, I have no idea. Oh, like, like and there was just like coolers full of like bought like new bottles of wine. Like I mean, there was, must have been like hundreds. It was insane. And like everyone there was so pretty, and they all like dressed like they just walked out of like Dolls Kill. Or like whatever or fashion Nova, fashion Nova, whatever. Like, but the expensive version of fashion Nova, like okay. whatever that is. And I was just like, and you like, mean we, guess? <laughs> no, like the like Balenciaga version of fashion uh, Nova. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so like everyone's there, and like it's me and my buddy. We're both in like jeans. I have my like Bill Cosby Goodwill sweater on, so I like like I belong there and like literally just like no one. And normally, like I don't mean to brag, but like I'm pretty cute. Usually if I go to bars, right. someone offers to buy so me a cute. drink. People like, I get hit on. Like I've often joked where people like, I'll be with a guy and he's like, oh, I'm gonna run outside. I'm like, if you leave, I'm gonna get proposed to twice. So please don't leave. <laughs> like at no <laughs> point during this party did anyone talk to me. I was like, this is the strangest place I've ever been. And then I like did talk to one guy and he's like, oh yeah, we all know each other from Exeter. And I was like, okay. I was like, this What's is that? Not, uh, it's like a very fancy boarding school. Um, oh, I'm pretty yes. sure George W. Bush went there. See, I go to totally different parties and I have some, okay, I will admit, I have some weird fucking connections uh, where I'm like, I don't know why I'm connected to this person, but I am. So to give you an idea of the flip side of the different types of parties that I go to, like I'll remember pre-pandemic, I was going up to uh, my mentor's house who, my mentor is in his 70s to be clear. <laughs> And to give you an idea of this person and like where they are in uh, in society, he's like, Alice, Hillary Clinton's emails were leaked and my social security number's out there. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, we should get that fixed. Um, <laughs> so I'll be at a summer home where I'm, I'm chatting up the former head of the ACLU and there's a congresswoman who is not an out lesbian in like uh, in a sailor outfit <laughs> bringing over a bunch of guys who are definitely not sailors dressed as sailors. What is the age range at these parties? 50 to 80. Yeah, I was going to say, like, these sound like fun rich people parties. This was like, and now I'm remembering this. This was like a bunch of um, influencers from the app Clubhouse. And I guess the one oh, of the founders God. of Clubhouse was there. And I was sitting no. there while he's not talking to me at all. He starts hitting on this girl next to me. And like, he's definitely one of those tech bros that it's like, if you didn't have so much money, like this girl would never talk to you. <laughs> Like in a million Clubhouse years. is 90% Eric Weinstein talking for no reason. And I know Eric Weinstein, so I'm allowed to say that. It literally, and I'm just like listening to him hit on her. And it's so bad. And I was kind of drunk at that point that I like pulled out my phone and started like doing a voice memo because I was like, I really want to remember yes. listening to this conversation. And then I realized I did it wrong and I screen recorded because I was a little drunk. And I was so upset because we're leaving. And I like told my friend, I was like, yeah, I was like, oh my God. I was like, I just recorded that conversation. He's like, you did what? And I was like, I'm not going to like leak it. I just need to remember that people talk like this because holy shit, like how do you? What was he saying? I mean, it was just like, have you ever watched someone try to hit on someone so poorly? 
that you're like, and they're like, like just like both of them were narcissists. So they both only wanted to talk about themselves. Like she was like not into it, but also like an opportunity to talk about me. Yeah. But, she, and then he was like, but I only want to talk about me. And so they were both just And he's talking. like, no, no, let me show you how this works. Like, I talk about me because I own Clubhouse it's, and girls I'm me. flock. Yeah, and I, yeah, well, exactly. no, but I'm me, but I'm the main character. Like, it was, <laughs> oh my God. I was like, this is absolutely insane. I was like, and then I am so sad that I didn't get the recording. And then also she left, like, right before me. She, like, left alone. Um, so he struck out on that one. I think what I'm hearing is none of us are going to good parties. I'm going to bonfires in Montana. I don't know what you guys are talking about. You guys need to come up to the with us hillbillies and have some real fun. <laughs> Seriously. See, that sounds like fun. That's like a party my speed. I don't understand those like Hollywood parties where it's just like everyone is, you know, that thing people say where like uh, no one is worried about what you're doing because they're all too worried about themselves. You know, like they say that to like comedy, like, like that's very true at those where it's just like it literally no one even notices. No one's trying to have fun. No yes. one's not taking their phone out. Like everyone's got their phone out talking connections. This is like a it's like a business yeah. deal everywhere you go, a business opportunity to make connections. And that gets exhausting and draining. And so, yeah, it's just, I can't with the Los Angeles. I'm so not an LA chick. And it's like, I don't know how to dress like that. I don't even know where you get those clothes as evidenced by the fact that I named like three stores and I don't think any of them were what they were wearing. But like, I was like, I don't, this doesn't even look like an article of clothing. This looks like a repurposed trash bag, but it costs $2,000. Oh, excuse you, shut Kills your whore me. mouth. Kanye made that. God. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Oh. You remember when Kanye art directed the Pornhub Awards? Can we just discuss what an absolute dumpster fire that was? I didn't watch it. I'm oh, I went. About. I was there. It was nobody else watched it either, even the people that were there. But halfway through the show, there was like 20 people left in the audience. <laughs> I heard they were like not letting performers and they were letting yeah. like influencers and over porn performers like we what a slap in the face so both kate and i need to go to better parties kanye should not be in charge of the Pornhub awards and maybe you should need be in charge of the Pornhub award awards so clearly things need to change also the porn how did we feel about this because i have nothing else to say about it <laughs> <laughs> I think, and it's funny, interesting, like Christina Rose comes in and I don't see her as a character. She's just Christina Rose. You know what I mean? Through and through. Like the girl who comes in and is like, who's that? Why don't you ever have any girls come in? Like, that's, oh yeah, that, that was, was kind of cool. Like, I guess you really have to know your porn stars like personally to make this, these kinds of movies like sort of hit home a little bit. They're just so funny to see your friends dress up like in make-believe like oh, that's so what's funny. fun about youtube had like a compilation of all the non-sex parts of this film and i think really? that's what i watched initially yeah it was that and then of course the porn crimes another shout out to porn crimes because you <laughs> you have to review the porn crimes it's so great it is so fun to see people out of those like i was just at the hustler store in hollywood yesterday because we like stopped in and it's so fun for me to go in the back and be like i know her and i know her and I know her and I know him and I fucked her husband and, <laughs> <laughs> and she's oh, uh, a bitch. Another Can't thing stand that one. <laughs> about the dress thing for AVN, my favorite thing to do. I have hit the red carpet over the past like 10 years. I've probably hit the red carpet, I think three times 
maybe four, because my favorite thing to do, Kate, is to work my ass off and see as many people, don't sleep. And then as soon as like the convention closes on Saturday afternoon, I like go eat. I mean, I eat, eat, eat. And then like I get to go home, but, or I've done this where I went and got ready for the red carpet. And as soon as the red carpet was done, I just left and ate, you know, pretzels and cheese. So Jaden, where can our listeners find more of you? Um, I didn't even know you had a podcast at one point. I'm on Twitter nowadays, mostly at Jaden Cole, J-A-Y-D-E-N-C-O-L-E. My insta- all the information is there. They're all in a one-stop shop. You can go to gratefulredtour.com and see all my official links, including my IMDB, which will list all my podcast appearances, I think. I love the pun, the Grateful Red Tour. Oh, yeah, I love that, too. It's great branding. Okay, where can our listeners find more of you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the OG Kennedy. You can find me on Instagram at the PG, like the movie rating Kennedy, because it's safe for work. Uh, if you would like to subscribe to my OnlyFans, you can. It's at theogkennedy.com. Uh, I will chat with you and you can see my titties and all that fun stuff there. Um, you can also listen to my other podcast, Cam Girl Chronicles, presented by I'm Live, where I interview cam girls from all over the world. And you can find that at camgirlpod.com. You get to interview cam girls? Lucky you. So, you get to talk to know-it-all homeschool kids. <laughs> so the girls I talk to mostly because that show, because it's uh, I'm Live and I'm Live is mostly overseas. So I mostly talk right. to girls in Romania and in Colombia. Um, which is oh my God. fascinating. It's like, I definitely had my own preconceived notions about cam girls being like a porn star. I think there's always like a little friction between the two of us. Like you said, know it all homeschool kids, I think is perfect yeah. for how I feel. About- everything I say is right all the time. Yeah. Everyone I talk to agrees with everything I say. I it's so know crazy. exactly how sex work is. <laughs> and I know everything about it because I'm definitely a sex worker on exactly the same level as someone that, you know, stands in a street corner or goes to a porn set, even though I literally <laughs> don't leave my fucking bedroom. Like, well, I also almost went to, um, got my PhD. So I also know everything about being a doctor and also veterinarian. And I also was almost a NASA scientist. So sit down. I, <laughs> I took the bar, but they were just like, you're too pretty for law school. So <laughs> you're too pretty for the bar. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, all these guys I talked to in here agree with really? everything I say. It, it really <laughs> is such a strange little echo chamber. I want to say like all the forms of sex work are valid. They are all different. They all come with different inherent risks and rewards. Um, I fully support anyone who wants to make money shaking their booty on cam. I personally hate it. It takes forever. It's really boring. And I don't have the patience for that. That said, I feel like your OnlyFans is slowly but surely progressing into like home improvement yes. tips. People but have messaged me and been like, is this a, I'm, I'm doing the Naomi Wu uh, <laughs> trajectory. <laughs> that's, that's my thought process, except I don't know anything about 3D printing or AI. So I just know how to find studs in a wall, which by the way, I don't. But- <laughs> Lure them in with tits, keep them for the decor tips. And, uh, you know, uh, this is a support beam. How to figure that out, whether or not. Uh- I filmed a whole video where I was using my stud finder and I was like, oh, this is a funny, clever little concept for a video to stand on this ladder. My butt looks good. And I use a stud finder. I filmed it for like 10 minutes and I realized the battery was dying and that's why I couldn't find any studs. <laughs> and so the whole video is just me being like, the fuck? Like, what is this working? Like, and I'm like, like, and then I'm like marking all over the wall and I'm like, oh my God, I can't realize that people are going to think I'm a fucking idiot. Like, I'm like, where the fuck are these studs? I found them. 
It's fine. I had an extra battery. That's the reason too, because people be like, why don't you do more of this content? First of all, my apartment is only like 550 square feet. So I'm like running out of rooms to do it to. Like where I literally right. have one more room that could be done and like it's the bathroom. So I'm very close being <laughs> out of things to do. But like when I'm actually doing it, the end result looks great. Everything is very even here. You would never know that there you was- You can't tell. My camera is, is angled. This is even. But the process of me getting there is a lot of cursing. It's a lot of dropping things. It's a lot of like not really understanding. And if I try to do it on camera, it adds that level of like, holy sh- like how stress oh my god like i have to do this well and also because i'm inevitably gonna get a message from some guy telling me i'm doing it wrong which like pisses me off to no end oh my god this is like this is not what that was for that was entertainment like i don't need your commentary like the brand of paintbrush i use is fine actually (laughs) like there's not that like there's a reason i'm doing this way it drives me crazy but i did film all of the work for this. So I am going to, I've clipped a lot of it and I am going to put it together because there's enough parts of it where I don't look like an idiot. Awesome. Well, before we go real quick, I'm sorry. I thought this was Instagram, so I didn't plug my OnlyFans, but it is jadenfans.com. And all of my sub, my other websites are linked as a sub link, like text.jadenfans for the texting I have clips for sale on clips.jadenfans, but that's all on my Twitter. Twitter is basically the one thing that has let me stay on their platform. So I stick to Twitter, which is just at Jaden Cole. It's my original. It's my OG. Twitter never hated on us the way Instagram and everyone else does. I haven't been able to put posts on Facebook for like the last eight months consecutively. So yeah, I'm banned that frequently. And it's always for something absurd. Well, the funny thing is, is that if you were a dude and a fake veteran trust fund baby named Dan Bilzerian or something, like you can post nudes and talk about sex and guns not out of range. Like I get my, like I shoot when I'm out in Montana and like my friend's backyard because it's like yeah. 40 acres and that gets taken nice. down all the time. And I was like, what? why? And it's apparently supposed to be just like a proper range that anyone, like a public range. If you're me, <laughs> if you're anyone else, I'm pretty sure you can get away with shooting wherever you damn well please. So support the show because all other platforms don't support us. So support the lady, these fantastic ladies on their OnlyFans or purchasing clips or however. But you guys can support this podcast over at patreon.com slash two girls on mic or two girls on and throw some money into our PayPal account. I won't dance for you, <laughs> <laughs> but I'll say thank you. You can pay Alice money to not dance for you. Otherwise, she will. There you go, Alice. <laughs> Honestly, that should plan. be the incentive alone. If we don't meet our Patreon goal, Alice is going to dance for you. No one oh, wants yeah. to see that. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. Didn't we try? Oh, no. I feel like me and Ella tried to get you to do some stripper moves while we were in Nashville, and I feel like you were not <laughs> going to participate with us. I Because I was trying to teach Ella some stuff. And I think you were, well, it was also very late. You're like, can you please stop knocking around at like the fucking three o'clock in the morning? And I was like, sorry. Also, you were, okay, so you were doing these amazing floor moves. And I'm just thinking to myself, if I just attempted that right now, I would look like I was like a fish flopping on hardwood. (laughs) There is no other way to describe it. 
I want to see Kate's stripper floor moves. I was actually pretty good. I was a stripper before I did you porn. You were great. I wasn't terrible. I wasn't the awesome. best, but I'm not bad. I had some good floor work. I'm I'm a pretty good pole dancer. I don't suck. I haven't done it in ages. Um, I miss it a lot. I used to feature too, and that hasn't come back from the pandemic yet, which I'm sad about. And I don't even know if I'm going to get to do it when it comes back because I don't perform anymore. So they might no longer be interested. But uh, that was fun. Uh, I loved being a stripper. That's something I miss living in LA too. You can't, being a stripper in LA sucks. Yeah, it's just like so not the place. It's not the place. Like this. I go to like Omaha and they'd be yeah. like, so do you have a home club in LA? I was just like, no. no. No, this this is as close to a home club as I'm getting, and I leave Sunday. I really wanted to work at Jumbo's Clown Room for a while before the pandemic, but like you can't even fucking get hired there. Like those girls are insane. They're they're such good pole dancers. Yeah, I would take like pole dance classes at B Spun in West Hollywood sometimes, and some of the girls that were like intermediate instructors were the ones dancing at at Jumbo's yeah. Clown's Room. Clown Room, and the intermediate there is like. Pfft, advanced everywhere else in the country yeah it's it's crazy and it's like the tiniest like shittiest little club know, like it's right? it's so tiny it's in like a strip mall it's gross alice that would definitely the go in there. it's clown themed in case you didn't get that from the name it, it, and, and where is jumbos located it's literally like Off five sunset. blocks from my apartment it's so close we could walk all right i'm going there when i'm in la yeah no you're definitely you really there. do have to go to jumbos clown it's room. great it's fucking dope it's really fun Jumbo's Clown Room, I feel like in LA, doesn't have the stigma. And that's one of the reasons, like, I got a place in Vegas a few yeah. years ago is because it's so sex worker friendly. Yeah. No one cares. I could tell my dentist openly, like, oh, what do you do? You know, I'm like, I'm in the adult industry. They're just like, do you want a cookie? Like, no one cares. I could have told him I was a front desk associate, you know, and yeah. it would have been gotten the same reaction from everyone, which is a beautiful thing. Portland is like that as well. Portland's very just like, oh, like you meet a middle-aged woman in Portland and you're like, oh yeah, I'm a dancer. And like nine out of 10 times, she'll be like, oh my God, I danced at Mary's when I was younger. Like, yes, oh, cool. The, yes. That's awesome. Like everyone's a stripper. All right. So support the show, patreon.com slash two girls and Mike. Follow us on all the places at TGOM podcast, but make sure to subscribe. Tell your friends, your grandmother, uh, the retired porn star down the street that is telling you to go to Jumbos. Make them all subscribe to this episode and tune in next week. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye.